Happy Monday, everyone. As you may have noticed, we are living as Gary V for a second week. I know at the end of last week, we were like, we're gonna live as Dave Ramsey this week. We're actually gonna live as Dave Ramsey next week. We decided to live as Gary V for a second week for a couple reasons. One, um, we love to lie to you. <laughs> um, also, because I feel like there's a lot to talk about with him, and we didn't really get into all of it because we last week we talked so much about crypto and NFTs because that's what was current with what he was doing. So we talked a lot about that, but we didn't really go into a lot of his other you know, advice and, you know, the reasons that we've liked him in the past and what we're skeptical about and things like that. Yeah, we uh, we we spoke on one topic of Gary Vee, not his long, illustrious career. Uh, also, we're hoping to manifest him on this podcast because y'all saw Savvy have a talk with him because um, Tarot Check had a nice, decent thread and Savvy took that as an opportunity to slide into the DMs. Actually, he yeah. slid into hers. Still. Yeah, y'all, Gary V slid into my DM. So let's 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 talk about that. Let's start off with that with that as our update this morning. Um, let me let me just go on Twitter and find. I've been on Twitter too much, so it's gonna it's gonna be all the way buried in there. But give yeah, me a you second, you you've definitely been on Twitter quite quite a bit. I see. I've seen that this weekend. You were uh, you were embracing the violence of of that platform. Oh yeah, I was just I was just starting Twitter drama every which way. Yeah, not not drama, just, just Twitter drama. I love how it's its own specific category. Like um you can get into a fight in the real world, but it's um, not Twitter drama. Then you bring uh, it on Twitter. The uh, the person who was tweeting, was it Reality Check Tarot who was one of our viewers? Um it looks like they're they deleted their tweets. But oh. anyway, well, if they deleted their tweets, maybe we shouldn't have outed. Sorry, check tarot. <laughs> My bad. Uh, um, but, but here's what you. happened on Twitter um, on Friday. So Gary V was um, tweeting about uh, Ethereum. And basically, um, the tweets got deleted, which is sad. But basically in here, what happened was that they were talking about like, you know, I think this is kind of sad that you're getting into the crypto world, considering like in the past you'd been skeptical of it and all of that. Um, and then, you know, what one thing I respect about Gary Vee is that he responds to criticism immediately. I like that. I like that about him. So he, yeah. they, had, they had a little back and forth. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I should slide in. So I said, this whole discussion is super fascinating. Um, we discussed this all week on our podcast. We're fans of yours, but also skeptical of everything. That's how we roll. Let me know if you ever want to come discuss it. Love your work, bro. And then Gary V responded right here with this. Sounds fun. Email me. <laughs> so, and then he sent Savvy a DM. Then he sent me a DM. So I did email him, and I haven't heard back on the email yet. So I don't know if he was and he actually just. You. He did. He followed me back. So that, that shows something. Uh, so he followed me back and then he sent me a DM that was like, at some point this week, we can talk for 15 minutes. And I was like, I'd love to. So I sent him an email like he requested and he hasn't replied to my email, but maybe at some point this week, we're going to try to get him on the podcast. He, 
he sent me, uh, he followed me on Twitter and sent me a DM. So I'm thinking it's entirely possible. I'm not promising anything because I'm sure he does this to a lot of people, like, like uh, replies and says that they'll talk, you know, just because like, I, I, and I, in his position, I would probably do that too. I get it. Um, but I'm just saying it's entirely possible that we could get him on the podcast this week. It, it would be pretty cool. So we're, we're hoping to, to man, to a manifest him. Um, <laughs> I see we, we have manifested Amanda. So, you know, what's the difference between her and Gary V in this universe? That's a good question. Amanda Equally insignificant. I love you both. Well, no, I love you. I actually love you more than him. I'm just saying that, you know, in the grand scheme of the universe, we're all insignificant. Don't forget that. Um, yeah, anyway, so I, sorry, think, I keep getting messages I, I was just getting distracted by, but um, I think that's beautiful. I think that you finally use Twitter the right way. Not, not like you were using it the wrong way. I, it, no, I'm a, a bitch on Twitter. <laughs> that wasn't a shot at you, a shot at Twitter. That I was trying to say. Like, Twitter is mostly used uh, to, to speak into the void. Uh, you used it as a conversation to uh, use the conversation as leverage to possibly advance our podcast. And I think that's a brilliant use of social media. So Savvy's a guru, y'all. Thank you. Um, Shares like, what if we all requested he comes on? I don't know. That might feel like spam. Yeah, that might feel like spam. Please, so please I would don't say I would say we'll do him. that. Yeah, I would say uh, just because I already, I was already in conversation with him. I already got, I already have the DMs open, you know, at this point I can just, if, if I don't hear back within the next couple of days, I'll just send him a little follow-up message. That's all we need. Yeah. And you can, uh, yeah. yeah so that's, y'all that's don't, don't need to nope. message him. None of you guys need to get, do anything. Don't worry. Just sit back and relax. We got this. Uh, uh stop picking your nose. I think your paraphrase is actually better than the way I put it. Um, sounds a lot more uplifting. So, we are so you, all unified by how insignificant we are. Oh, that's that's a that's like a real quote for us right there. Yeah, I, th- I think that's beautiful. Um, definitely fits into our "you're not the protagonist" approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of your protagonist approach, loved your video on Friday. Oh, about Dave Hollis. Thank you. About Deep Dave. About him. Be- about Deep him Dave. making. I I I saw that. I was like, okay, Savvy's making some solid points here. Savvy's destroying this man. I dig it. I dig it. And I'm really depressed about your upcoming video today oh yeah my upcoming video today is going to be super sad um yeah yeah there are two people that i hope are organ donors and then you know something happens um so nothing bad i just want someone to get organs yeah um for those of you guys who don't know um there's a family vlogger channel called they're the i don't know how to pronounce their last name the Philippies, nikki and dan Philippi. Philippi, I don't know how to say it, but they, um, they recently, uh, put down their dog and for fun, not for fun. Well, pretty much for fun. I mean, the husband definitely got a kick out of it. And then he put allegedly dog murderer in his profile. He did. And this video that I'm doing about this, that's going to, I'm, I have a video going up on my channel about it, um, in three hours. Um, that's going to be premiering and it's, uh, there are a lot of videos that have covered this topic thoroughly and, um, gone into the research and the situation. This isn't as much a like deep dive video about this. It's more of 
me just chatting about it and then also talking about like I'm trying to talk about solutions for the future of how we can avoid situations of just people in general not understanding the the commitment that comes with a dog especially one with emotional trauma so we're talking about that as well well i um, solution don't make family vloggers thing yeah family vloggers should not exist yes they should not they should not exist because i feel like they exist by different rules and standards than everyone else because all that matters to them is views not creating a safe environment for their family or one that's conducive to growth or positive growth or emotional growth. Um, I saw, I don't know how true this is, but I did see in the threads that people were also talking about how they attempted to adopt a child and that didn't because the agency said they couldn't like put them on video for a year. Yeah. That was the thing they, that did happen. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. family vloggers are the absolute worst because their They're entire the priority is if I can't monetize, then you're no longer part of my family. Right. Exactly. And now, I, I agree like, with yeah. caffeinated angel. Most of these family vloggers I've never heard of until they have a scandal. Right? And then I'm like, wait. And that includes reality TV stars. I didn't know who Josh Duger was until he started, like, <laughs> aping people. Oh, yeah. the Oh, I think I knew he was from 19... Was it, like, 19 kids? But I didn't know who show? he was until, yeah. until he got in trouble. And, yeah, I did drop a letter because I felt like it. Yeah. But, no, dude, yeah. No, I'd, I'd heard of that show because I used to, I used to watch the uh, TLC a lot back in the day. I love the TLC shows. They're all very trashy, but I still like them. Um, but I'm not yeah. calling for anyone to be deplatformed. Uh, only one person should be deplatformed, and that's you for your cyborg tinkerer review. But other than that, I just want to But other than that, um, I just you know I don't get the appeal of watching these people, and I just uh, they seem like the fucking worst. They seem like the fucking worst. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I sat through a podcast of Joe Rogan with Alex Jones. Dude, that one was hilarious. Though. Exactly, at least the that Joe, brought the Joe some, Rogan interview with Alex Jones is funny as shit. That that brought some bizarre entertainment to my life. So like, okay, the, regarding so, okay, stop picking your nose. Loves the cyborg tinkerer too. Okay, I'm not okay. actually insulting the book. No, I was, he was I was insulting a, a comment. I was insulting a comment. Just the, the comments, fact actually. that I I chose violence on Twitter this past weekend, <laughs> as you guys know, and I just threw it all out there. I have never in my life received so like I have taken down some big people in my YouTube career. I have done some controversial videos, but never have I received so much hate as I have for liking a book that some other people don't like. It is wild how just insane book book tube book Twitter just book internet community is. I did a review of this book. I loved this book, guys. I thought it was great. And if you guys have seen my Twitter this past weekend, I have over the past four months had this woman getting in my Twitter comments, telling me how I'm an idiot for liking this book, questioning my writing credentials, questioning my teaching credentials, calling for my channel to be shut down, and then started, turned it sexual, started calling me a slut, started telling, started making everything a sexual allegory and talking about how I'm a dirty hoe for liking this book. She, she was like, yeah, she compared the fact that I like this book to me wanting to deep throat an unripe banana, and I was like, what the fuck? I liked a book you did like you need to get the fuck over it like 
there are plenty of other people who didn't like this book. Just go watch their review. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of want to follow her rules and guidelines for the YouTube, at least just for like, like you cannot create content unless you have a master's degree in that content. I kind of just want to see what kind of place YouTube becomes in a year. Cause that, cause that was her reaction Wait, to your video. There was a live reaction to one of my tweets in a live stream. Wait, Eva, who's live stream? Cause we're going to react to that right now. We're going to streamception it a little bit. Eva, tell me whose live stream it was. I'm going to go check it out. Um, Chat, and I'm also, scared. I've Kat, been putting spinach in my smoothies. Am I going to die? Sorry for the randomness. Um, I no, see Kat's yeah, name and I think it's finished. Slut. She, she said, the only reason you like this book is that the main character is a slut and so are you. And that time shows out, time that out, time you're out. biased. Time out, time out, time out. I'm going to give her benefit of the doubt there. You called yourself a slut. I did call myself a <laughs> you, slut in the video. You, you, no, no, and in the comments, you said for the first time in my life as a bisexual slut, I felt seen. No, I didn't. I said as a promiscuous bisexual promiscuous, woman. My bad, my bad, my bad. But you did call yourself a slut in the video. I, I call myself a slut in the video. I thought it was a little different. <laughs> I think it's different to call yourself a slut in a joking, self-deprecating way than it is to insult someone in the comments by calling them a slut. Oh. I think there's a little it difference. Is. It, yeah. it is. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> um, I'm going to counter RK. This should be good. I, if you counter about me say savvy. Can, oh, no, I, I agree. You, you can counter me all day. I was just fucking around. Um, I agree that slut <laughs> is not an insult. I agree because I, I reclaim it for myself. Yes, absolutely. But I just think that the, the, the if you read, it's all about context, guys. The comment was like vile. It was like she was mad at me. And she was talking about how I can't have any objective view on this book because I'm uh, the main character is a slut, and so am I, and that's why I, um, I, I, I like this book for opinionated reasons, and that means my review is not objective. And I'm like, dude, it's a book. It's a book. I like a book. My review is that I like the book for this reason and other people might like the book for that reason. I wasn't here to critique the sentence structure. Like, calm down. Yeah, you aren't putting this on anyone's syllabus. Yeah, this is not English class. Like, I'm just giving a review, dude. But I will say, um, as far, you made a comment on context. And one of the only lessons from high school that ever stuck with me was I had an English teacher who told us the importance of context. And his example was son of a bitch. Um, and he showed us examples in literature of people calling other son of a bitch because they were friends. And then mm -hmm. he showed people calling each other son of a bitch in Westerns where it was like a great insult that led to a duel. Yeah, and, exactly. That's a perfect example. And the whole idea is, you know, context matters and a uh, company matters. And I do think I'm wondering because I'm thinking this because I just I watched a bit of Daniel Green's live stream yesterday because I got really drunk at brunch and I just couldn't do anything. <laughs> Um, it was it was a combination of Mother's Day and my dad's birthday. I'm like Mother's um, Day, uh, getting drunk at Mother's Day brunch. How about it? Yeah, well, it was dollar mimosas too, which I prefer over bottomless mimosas because I only want like three anyway, and I, I don't really feel like spending twelve bucks on a bottomless mimosa if I only want three. Um, so yeah, I'm a lightweight when it comes to alcohol because it's not weed. But anyway, I was watching Daniel Green's live stream and he was talking about how people online with him are too familiar too quick. Like they'll talk to him like they're friends already. And I'm wondering if that's part of where the miscommunication comes from of uh, people online thinking they're too familiar with other people. Here's the thing. I, across the line. 
maybe this is partially like because I'm telling everyone outright, you can talk to me like we're friends from the beginning. We're friends. You've commented on one of my videos once. We're friends. However, if you commented on one of my videos to be mean to me, I'm not quite sure if we're friends. So then if you go and call me a slut after you've been mean to me in my comments, I'm not quite sure if I agree at that point. You know, there's where I think the context comes in. However, otherwise, we're friends. I'm telling all of you in this chat right now that we're friends. Gary V, if you're watching, we're friends too. Yeah, but see, you're, you specified that too. Yeah. And I'm, I don't know if I'm looking forward to someone pushing the boundaries, but I, 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 I will be keeping an eye on it. And if someone does push the boundaries, I will be observing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I want to see how far your, uh, your, your, your everyone is my friend rule goes. Yeah, I definitely, I want to see how far it goes too, especially now that like this is the first time in my life that I've had this much attention on the internet. And well, that's like, it. You used to say you, you're an attention whore and you love all attention. And now that's getting put to the test. It's getting put to the test. I'm going to see, can I maintain a full relationship with every single person who watches me on YouTube? Probably not just because I don't know if there's hours in a day, but I'm going to try my best guys. I'm going to try my best. Um, Okay, wait, I'm it. trying to find where in the stream I'm talked about because as we just mentioned, I'm an attention whore. And I oh, wait, what's the stream? Who said it? Um, I, I think it, I'm assuming it's so... Um, oh, hey, Raising Parker. Eva said it's Year of the Author's stream. Oh, they're a friend of the girl. Year of the Author's also one of my friends. She's one of my friends and she's friends with the person who was calling me a slut in the comments. She's... It Raising Parker, how's your, uh, how's your healing going? I forgot. Oh, okay. So I got, I found around the time. Okay, cool. So because I'm so full of attention, I want to hear what people said about me. I'm getting drama talked about on people's live stream and I love it. So around 18 minutes, it seems that that's where it gets talked about. So we're going to watch this real quick and then go into Gary V stuff. Or also, oh, actually, after this, we're going to talk about the the H three H three Jake Paul. That's right. Uh, yeah, that that got thrown out the window. We were wrong when we brought it up. Um, I'd like to thank. Would have pulled the notes, and by notes I mean the comments. Um, we would like to thank Max T for filling us in, and then uh. There was another video yesterday that outlined exactly why the lawsuit was thrown out. So, Max D, thank you for bringing that to our attention. We were wrong on that front. Yeah. Um, was the lawsuit thrown out before we discussed it? On H3H. I, I don't know if it was thrown out on H3H3, but it's been, since been thrown out. H3, the, the stream I saw where H3H3 was talking about it, I believe he said that he was thrown out. Now, like, there is still a lawsuit, but H3H3 has been removed from it. Oh, okay. Awesome. Good to know. Good to know, guys. So, that's just a little update. Did I share audio? Hold up. Let me make sure I shared audio. Share audio. Okay, let's see what she said. I'm live react to what people are saying about me. Let's find out. Gary pictures of weekends that's been floating around. Uh, oh. Anyway, well, I don't know how much that's. that's I totally public, forgot but, about that oh. until now. Gross. <gasps> oh, here we Savvy! She took a page out of my fucking book. Savvy, you attention whore. Did it. <laughs> she she did it. She fucking. <laughs> I did it. What did I do? What did she do? She... I this video is on 1X. This is so is this weird. the one you were telling me about? 
with the masters back? <laughs> publicly. To you? No, to you? Not oh. me. No, no, no. See, I don't do fucking drama anymore. Because I'm a bitch. <laughs> I'm not a fucking bitch. Like, uh, context. Oh like, I'm a bitch. Yeah, but again, that's context. If someone called her a bitch in the comments to be mean, that would be completely different. Yeah. yeah. For example, I talk in one of my videos um, about, like, when I talk about how um, the video I did about Rachel Oates and Gabby Hanna, how when Gabby Hanna was calling Rachel Oates a bitch, that was a misogynistic slur in that case. However, if I'm like, oh my God, I'm such a bitch on the internet, that's not, that's, that's, that's me reclaiming it for myself. And I just, you, you guys know the difference. Also, misogyny be a really weird word to reclaim. What my, what? Because you said, didn't you say she said misogynistic bitch? No, I said that she said just bitch, but I said it, it was misogynistic oh. in the context she used it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. I thought you said she said misogynistic bitch. I was like, no, misogyny would be a bizarre word. She, she called her a narcissist. A narcissistic bitch. Yeah. Man, uh, ad okay. adjectives and bitch is a fun combo. I think we could do a great video about context in language. That's a great idea. I think you could. I could, yeah. Or we could just talk about it right here, like we're I, doing I, right now. I hope I hope your use of we was royal. I'll start calling you. No, queen. every time I say we, I literally mean we because I just assume that we're doing everything together. I'll do way. anything with you. I just will also make jokes about it. All right, let's see. What I love the fact that I was reacted to on a live stream. This is making me feel like a a, a real a real YouTuber. Here we go. Um. <laughs> took a screenshot of what she wrote and put it on Twitter. <laughs> I was like, I'm not even gonna block her fucking name anymore. <laughs> yeah, that is what I said. Wow. Respect. Too savvy. You gotta Savvy. Y'all are gonna get better Twitter. at listening to videos faster. <laughs> All right. Are we at 20 minutes? Um, let me see if it... No, we have two, two, two minutes and 50 seconds left. So, um... Water. Are there any? Is that the what's end of everyone it? working on today? Yeah, that's the end of it. Okay, cool. So yeah, all right, cool. I appreciate that. Thanks, Eva. That was fun to react to. What's up, Jess? Amanda would love to have a conversation about language and usage. Yeah, I think that that's really important. Yeah. Her co-host is less impressed. Yeah, I don't think I don't think her co-host is. Um, knows like the context or anything i think she's just like what okay <laughs> but no that was dude that was funny that was funny. not everyone co-hosts like us yeah not not everyone has the the co-hosting power that we <laughs> i'm just kidding the co -hosting I'm kidding. Code. Um, Catherine and sam you guys are great on your your co-host you're on your stream you guys did a great job i'm, I'm just messing with you Nah, everyone needs to understand that when you're a co-host even if you disagree it's like being a friend you gotta lie to them you gotta hype them up Oh, that's going to fuck with you now. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. No, you weren't paying attention. <laughs> you, you failed. You're like, ooh, savvy. I was like, what? what? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. So now that we have covered family vloggers, we've covered my Twitter drama. We've covered the fact that the H3 was not in the lawsuit anymore. We covered savvy um, ignoring me. I feel so I ignored. you? 
What did I do? I'm sorry. Like 30 seconds ago. I did? Oh no, what did I do? I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. I just want you to feel guilty for the rest of the day. It's all good. I will, but what did I do? I want no, to it. No. I want to give you the attention for it. You, now. You, you, you get more haunted by a ghost than you do by a person. So I'm going to let the ghost of that conversation haunt you. Oh, guys, God. whatever. That was diabolical. Was. I know whatever it was, I was like pulling up something else and I, I didn't even hear what you said and I feel really bad now. I don't even know what I ignored. The, the host can ignore the co-host. The co-host cannot ignore the host. Just Ava, you're not going to pin us. We're equal co-hosts. Yeah, we're both co-hosts here. So we're, yeah. Yeah, this this is- this How, is how a, did I hurt you? I don't know. What did I even do? You didn't hurt me. I just- you, you didn't hurt me. I think she took that from me saying you're more haunted by a ghost because when that came out of my mouth, I was really happy that those words came out. But in this context, I'm gonna context is the word of the day. Um, it really hurt me. I didn't mean to say something that mean to you. I just was really happy that I came up with that. No, that it was brilliant. It was brilliant. I just, yeah, I feel bad. <laughs> uh, in some happy news, though, it's Brianna's dog's birthday. Happy birthday to Happy birthday, Wilma. Wilma. Happy birthday, Wilma. Give her a little head scratch. Okay, Tell her okay, it's from weird. us. Okay, weird. I'm gonna let the ghost of that conversation haunt you. That's how anxiety works. This is how we get anxiety. <laughs> You're welcome. Eva says that we seem like siblings. I agree. I think we have a sibling relationship. It's I would agree with that. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. I love uh, it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Tabby's a good sister. Aww. Let's all let's all say happy birthday, Wilma, one more time and move on to Gary V. Happy birthday, Wilma. Yeah, because uh, Keelan's in the chat saying, I need the Gary V updates. Yes, you do. Okay. So we talked a little bit ago. We showed the Twitter thread. We talked about how Gary V is, um, has DM'd me and told me he will talk to us for 15 minutes. And when I said, come on the podcast, he said, sounds fun. Email me. He will talk Whoa. What was that? That was a nice echo. My bad. <laughs> All's good. Um, so I was adjusting volume. <laughs> I mean, I actually haven't checked my email today. I wonder, Gary V, did you email me back yet? Let's find out. Right uh, now, you gotta manifest that. Gotta manifest it. Right now, all I've gotten from him is an automated response. Um, we're gonna host a a guru conference called Amandafest. I oh my god, that's brilliant. Let's do that, like for yeah. real. We're manifesting this too. It's gonna yeah. be like it's gonna be like a working Tanacon. Yeah, I absolutely love this idea, and like I think we actually need to do it now. We're gonna run yeah. Amanda fast. Just have Amanda's face. On, we we can turn Amanda into like this uh, legendary being. I think that'd be really fun. Yeah, Amanda, you're gonna MC it. But we have to keep her hidden for most of it, so like the legend of her builds up. Oh, the legend of Amanda. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So Thanks. I. I, I Keep I emailed going. Gary V. He didn't respond to my original email. I got an automated response that was like, I am limited availability this week because I'm launching an NFT all week. <laughs> um, Looking for your through your emails? Yeah, so it sounds like, yeah, Amanda, Amanda Fest, I don't know, maybe 2022 this year might be a little difficult. If, unless we want it to turn out like TanaCon, I don't think we can put together an event for this year. Man, that TanaCon. I mean, TanaCon was wild, dude. Legendary. 
I mean, Tiana did so. TianaCon did so much for Shane Dawson. It did. I mean, it helped him completely rebrand his channel from like the offensive frat boy of the internet to like the little soft boy puppy you want to pet on the internet that we I all wonder, love. I wonder which out of uh, like out of faith YouTuber would benefit from us putting on a completely disastrous convention. I don't know. That would be kind of interesting. Maybe like they just I make does. their. I does makes his comeback. Well, he's been, he tried, like he's basically, he did two documentaries recently or within the past year or two. And they're, they're honestly, they're way better than Shane Dawson's attempt at documentaries. I thought in my opinion, um, but his, his channel, I don't think gained widespread traction from it in the same way. Yeah. he, he, internet historian, dude, if internet historian ever covered, like, dude, internet historian is I, one of my favorite channels of all time. His work is amazing. I've never heard of him. Oh, he's great. He does, uh, he does, like, basically just, like, document, like, not really documentaries. He never shows his face, and he never shows anyone's face. He, like, animates everything, but does, like, um basically documentaries about weird disastrous things that have happened in conjunction with the internet his videos are hilarious oh they're so good but he um, fell out no or he, he fell off he didn't fall off he's still he's still he's still good oh so he wouldn't have to return oh dude jontron you've got to be jontron absolutely i was thinking i was thinking d'angelo walls and i remember he's like still highly relevant d'angelo walls is, is probably one of the biggest commentary channels right now <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then I, I was thinking, uh, what, what if Leafy is here came back on, but I, I would want, I wouldn't, I would feel horrible if we were responsible for him coming back. Y'all remember when, uh, when D'Angelo Wallace was an art channel? I miss that. I miss his art. His art was good. I just know he exists. I've seen less. I, I only see the clips he posts on Twitter sometimes. Yeah, he was an art channel. He used to do similar to like what Creep Show art does, but he would also show his face where he would do like he would talk about commentary topics while doing art uh, that was related to that topic and his art was really good and then he switched to just doing regular commentary and got bigger from that and it was a shame because i really liked his art maybe we got to change the drama llamas to old angela wallace and just come up with a name that rhymes with that no i like the drama llamas as they are the drama fair enough but aren't they real too like aren't we ripping no. off someone that's real i don't think drama llamas is a real channel Okay, thank goodness, because I was getting worried that they were for a second. Um, and Caroline's husband is brewing beer today. It's an amber ale. Sorry, off topic. You're good. Um, no, that sounds amazing. I just want to shout out the Internet Historian video re doing the reading of the My Immortal fan fiction. He has a three-part series on it that Stop Picking Your Nose is talking about. I rewatch this video all the time, too. It's a three-part series, and he does this, like, shitty animation of it as he does a reading of it, and it's really good. So if anyone wants to see a movie version of the My Immortal fan fiction, watch Internet Historian's version. It's so good. I definitely want to check it out. Oh, Savvy Gold for beer? I think it's a good beer name. I, like I agree. It. I like it. It took me forever to figure out that Shane Dawson didn't start as a conspiracy YouTuber for his documentaries. Yeah, honestly, me too. I didn't like, I had heard of him in passing because I just like heard his name in the background from being an online person. But I didn't like, until the whole exposés came out, I was like, I didn't know he was like this bad. What? I just, I thought he was fine. I was like, his videos are all right. I watched some of his stuff. And then I was watching all this. I was like, whoa, this dude's kind of 
nasty. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> so I was reading, um, and I had to return early because I just could not get through it. I was reading the thank you economy by Gary Vee. Yeah, let's talk about the thank you economy. And um, it's now become clear to me why Gary Vee is relevant. He was telling people 10 years ago that if you're a business, you have to be on social media. And in 10 years ago, not everyone was on social media. So he blew up for that. <laughs> it's that simple advice. Um, it sort of just shows that when, you, when you're early to something, it's a lot easier to take off. Um, now you have to benefit from that thing taking off and it's a collaborative effort, but it's sort of why I know he talked about this a lot. He was one of the early creators on YouTube and then he left because he wanted equity in another uh, video platform company uh, that was launching. I'm blanking on the name, which ended up being debunked. And he talks about how he would, how he was one of the earlier uh, creators on here and how big he could have been if he just stayed on YouTube. But he was at the very least uh, living by that example of, always looking for the next new thing and being first to it because it's a lot easier to, to corner the market if you're the first one in it. Absolutely. And I think that's actually good advice. If your uh, purpose is attention, I think that's good advice. So this is the book guys. I I'm in like chapter one of the thank you economy. I don't even know if I'm going to finish it, but this is the book we're talking about right here. The thank you economy by Gary V. So Gary Vaynerchuk, the New York Times bestselling author and creator of Wine Library TV, is back with a bold and expansive look at the evolution of today's marketplace, revealing the essential factors defining and driving successful relationships between businesses and consumers. Um, so this book from I'm in the very beginning, but so far, everything in this book, like you were saying, it seems it seems all like obvious in, in today's world. So when it came out in 2011, maybe it was more it was more innovative then. It was. I mean, I'm Instagram was... Now I'm like, yeah, obviously my business is online. Like, what? Yes, it's online. But, and a lot of what he's saying too is um, really just like, be give good customer service. <clears throat> Ta uh, reply to your customers. Give good customer service. And it's like, Yes. Like a lot of this is, it doesn't seem that, um, although maybe some people, maybe some people wouldn't know these things automatically. I don't know. Well, I'll also say he's a good storyteller because give good customer service is kind of a silly piece of advice, which he does give. But then he gave a story, which was much better, where he talked about the manager of the wine, of the wine store um, did not accept a coupon because they weren't buying the right thing. Um, and so they lost that person's business forever. Whereas if they just honored the coupon, that one, yeah. uh, they yeah. would have kept him. And I thought that was a good story. Now, that being said, yeah, everyone should know, be good at customer service or value the customer. That that was a good story to compound that lesson. Um, to your point, though, about was it more relevant back then? It absolutely was. I mean, 2011, Instagram was still independent. Like, it's, it's, I don't even think Facebook owned Instagram yet. It just launched in 2010. Uh, I don't know if Snapchat was still was around yet. Uh, I know Facebook was, I'm pretty sure Twitter was, and LinkedIn was still just a place where you put your resume online. And, and that was about it. Uh, certainly no TikTok. Uh, probably there was Vine, but that's now debunked. Um, but look at how big the Vine stars became. I mean, they came, they, they took their audiences over to YouTube. Um, ultimately, as Keelan brought up, it, it's, it's an advantage of first adopters uh, and just always being on the lookout for it. I think people are now aware of this, which is why Clubhouse is like blowing up as quickly as it did, especially because it happened fresh on the heels of the TikToks blowing up. No one wants to be late to Clubhouse now um, in case that's a new platform. 
Uh, I've, and heard, I think... I've heard that Clubhouse is finally getting an Android version. So I never had the option to be early to Clubhouse. I appreciate, shout out to everyone who tried to make me early to Clubhouse. I've been getting Clubhouse invites from people for like six months. You just want my phone? Exclusive. We'll switch. You can take my phone. I don't care about Clubhouse. Okay. <laughs> um... So Keelan talking about first adopters and talking about eyeing you Kindle Vela who's not available in Canada. I, I don't even think Kindle Vela is public yet, though. Like, I don't think people can even buy from it because our book is up on Kindle Vela. It's not going to be available in Quebec anyway because it's not in French. So chill. That's true. Yeah. Y'all, okay, this past... Okay, just so everyone knows, this past Saturday, Keelan was on our stream. It was great. Um... For those of you who watch this channel regularly but don't follow our Saturday streams, just You're for some context. worse than the people that follow our Saturday stream. <laughs> our Saturday, every Saturday morning, we do a stream where we work on our novel together, which is called Cancel Sean Boston. And we've been working on this novel for about a year, and we're into the stage where we're getting the cover designed. Anyway, Keelan's designing the cover. Everyone should watch the stream this coming Saturday because Keelan's going to show us her preliminary cover designs. It's going to be very exciting. Anyway, Keelan was on our stream this past Saturday, and she was talking about how because she lives in quebec when she registered her company name it was required that the name was french she was not allowed to have a name that was in english which first of all is weird because a lot of businesses don't even use real words in their name they just make up a word or something what's google what's google like <laughs> what the fuck is google right like you like you have to have a what so she wasn't <laughs> but the, but quebec makes you use french words as the name of your business that is a requirement you cannot have your business name be in english so she created a business that was in French and we were kind of like, whoa, that's wild. And then we got into this whole discussion about how Quebec actually has language police. They have language police, guys. That's a job there. And where is Jordan Peterson in all of this? Yeah, Keelan gave us an example. There was a restaurant owner, a small business owner who got fined for having pasta and not the, what was it, Pat? Uh, the like the, the French equivalent of pasta. I mean, that this is language police hurting small business owners. And Jordan Peterson doesn't give two flying you know, fucks about Jordan it. Where's Jordan Peterson? Okay, because he was all up in like, oh my god, this law is going to police speech in Canada. This is gonna, th there's gonna be language police again. There already are language police in Canada, my dude, and you haven't said anything about them. Yeah, so where I, mean, I get it. Let me Quebec look it is up. Scary. Is like, Jordan has Jordan Peterson ever talked about the Quebec language police and we just didn't know? Is I wouldn't want to piss off the Quebec separatists. I almost want to give them a hockey team again. So this is why we all got to go to Quebec just to just to enjoy you know, a, just a beautiful dystopia for a moment. When I search Jordan Peterson Quebec language police, all that comes up is once again his whole things about like. Oh, this new law in Canada is going to try to require that I use gender pronouns that I uh, that uh that people ask of me, and I would use them anyway. But if the law says it, then that means that they're trying to infringe on my free speech. I'm going to go after this law that doesn't actually say that instead of looking at the real language police that already exist in Canada. See, I think Quebec makes me almost want to take back what I say about Canada because, like, I'm now so fascinated by it that Canada can't be all bad. So the, right? if, that's just my question, guys. If anyone watches Jordan Peterson, please, I, 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 maybe I should ask this on my main channel because apparently all his fans have found me and are all over my video about him. 
But if anyone's a Jordan Peterson fan here, please let me know if there is anywhere that he has ever discussed the language police. Or does he only actually care about freedom of speech when it's something that he can cause controversy on the internet about? Or does he actually care about it? That's what I want to know. And you know where to find us if you get the answer. And until then, let's all go to Quebec together because it sounds like a lovely place. You already heard Arcade. You know, I've changed my mind about it. Now, that being said, I also support Quebec uh, seceding. So I support the free nation of Quebec. So I don't know if I support Canada. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm, yeah, sure. I get they're doing it to preserve the, the language. I get the motivation. I'm just saying that it's hypocritical of Jordan Peterson to say nothing about that when he is all over this whole idea of free speech is threatened in Canada. But he's not saying anything about like, first of all, that law that he was talking about never actually said that there was going to be any legal penalty for not using the correct pronouns. Like he he just kind of, uh, I don't know, made that up and uh, he got mad about that. Yet he didn't get mad about about the language police. That's what I'm just like, buddy, JP. Why aren't oh, you at least being consistent in your beliefs? Here we go, Keelan. Quebec language police conducted over 5,000 visits last year, according to CTV. Where are you, Jordan Peterson? Where's Where are you Jordan at? Jordan Peterson? Where is he while small businesses are getting fines because they didn't use the correct French language and used English words that weren't that were bigger than half the size of the French words? Where is he right now? Dude, this sounds like such a fascinating place. Like, I really have to go back there. Okay, especially because Keelan was like, I don't know why we need to worry about preserving the French language. We already have France, like <laughs> the French <What>? language. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to see who just defended Canada more. Me saying I want Quebec to secede, or you saying we have France? No, I'm not saying Quebec doesn't need to exist. I'm saying that like <laughs> there doesn't need to be laws put in place to preserve French because it's like the Fr French is not in in danger of being a dead language. It is widely spoken across the world. I mean, Brits screwed up, didn't force English in the 18th century. Um, yeah, oh, that's why. Also, someone brought up Icelandic babies. Who was that? Oh, Ellie oh, yeah. Stockton. I never heard of that. Sorry, I missed the Icelandic babies. There we go. Aren't there people who regulate baby names in Iceland? That's interesting. To an extent, like, I can get it because, like, people like Elon Musk are out here naming their baby, like, a little, some robot code name. Dude. People out here naming their kids some weird shit. <laughs> Elon Musk went on SNL this Saturday and spent the whole time just hyping up Dogecoin and it tanked because he called it a hustle during more uh weekend update. I did not watch SNL uh this weekend, but apparently I mean Dogecoin is the one crypto that Tyler is invested in, so that kind of makes me sad. That well, I Elon hope he Musk made money on it. Because it's still up substantially from its five cents, but Oh, okay. Well that's good. I don't think he's uh ready to pull out of dogecoin i think he's just has is keeping it for the meme at this point keeping it for the meme i dig it keeping it for the meme yeah oh, oh hey we got someone else who oh yeah so keelan lives in quebec and so does abadiab i didn't realize i'm wondering how big our canadian audience is i feel like we have a big canadian audience 
Why do we keep manifesting? Did you, we are, did they you just sent me saying I, Canada. That's right. That's what the secret says. The secret talks about this. It says that if you like are thinking negative, even if you're thinking something like, I don't want to get hit by a car, all the universe is hearing is hit by car. So it happens. So I'm God, Canada's fucking worst. The universe is like Canada, Canada, Canada. Also, y'all, so you know, I don't actually think Canada's the fucking worst. I just have no respect for it and think it's a horrible country. Um I don't Kit, like Kit. Canada. RK hates Canada for some reason. I think it's just for the meme at this point. It's just for the meme and it's phoniness. Um, Amy I like Avril Lavigne. What's up, Amy? Amy says, one of my friends from Quebec only knew Peterson through the English Canada. Dude! Yes. The last comment. Oh, sorry. sorry. Amy's comment matters too. French people are not allowed to send their kids to English school here. Yeah, where is Jordan Peterson and all of this? Protect free speech in Canada, JP. Good Lord. Okay, now back to Amy. Sorry about that. One of my friends from Quebec only knew Peterson through English Canada Yeah, I think she outlets. was saying that she thinks maybe he's not as active about the uh, Quebec language police because it's French and he isn't doesn't do anything French. I don't know. So he's very Anglo- centric is that the way i should say he's, he's anglo-centric where he doesn't care about um i'm not saying that what happens in quebec is an atrocity but French he doesn't part of the anglo umbrella i don't know i know that keelan was saying that she was called anglo in quebec so i was just going on that um but anyway it's it seems like his his values are limited based on some barriers whether it be geographic or language um which then leads me to believe with the exception of China, because that gets, that's the friendly boogeyman for anyone on the right to bring up whenever we talk about uh, issues in America. It, it leads me to believe that he doesn't actually care about uh, other parts of the world that when they deal with the things that he's talking about, whether it be an oppressive government, uh, actual censorship and language police. Dude, French people are not allowed to send their kids to English school here. Dude. Yeah, I think that's what Amy's saying. It's because JP doesn't care because there's not as much of a grift. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, I think Amy's right. I think Amy just uh, just said the same. Just said what was uh, probably marinating in our subconscious, and she has this talent of just it. One of Amy's greatest talents is cutting through BS and just bringing out the the, the heart of the conversation. Oh, dude, Amy's awesome. Amy's great. Amy's fucking awesome. If y'all didn't know, that's Amy from Amy Gets Lit, and she's awesome. Yeah, Amy Gets Lit uh, runs an awesome book review YouTube. Anglophone and Francophone. Boom. Anglophone and Francophone. Okay. Separate. Tist. Anyway, y'all, um, I guess so the main sorry, we had to take a break to talk about Canada as usual. And this think- is the thing, though. We've manifested a large Canadian audience because half the people in this audience are like, oh, yeah, I live in Canada. Like, I think we have more Canadian followers than U.S. followers at this point. Dude, I'm going to hate Canada until everyone in Canada subscribes to us. Yeah, the whole country of Canada is going to be following our channel and then just to listen to you insult them the whole time. Well, I told you my goal is to get more. I mean, my serious goal is to build culture. That's what mm-hmm. we talk about constantly. My joking goal is to get more subscribers than the population of Canada. Well, because that I guess, would be like yeah. such a great dunk, and then I can go back to all of like my my Canadian acquaintances that I've crossed paths with in my life, and say you're so irrelevant. My podcast is bigger than your country, and that that's that's why you do things in life, spite. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm kidding, y'all. In case you couldn't tell, all the advice I'm saying on this episode are don't actually listen to it. This is this is a very uh, goofy episode. Stop picking your nose wants to know how I research for YA novels. I guess that depends on the book. A lot of the YA novels I write are contemporary, so I don't do much research at all, actually, because I just set them in the here and now. Um, I don't, uh, but otherwise, I only do research if there's something that is like, you know, a specialization within it. Um, Caroline's turning our podcast into a Canadian pyramid scheme. I love it. Everyone <laughs> in Canada needs to recruit five Canadian friends to come watch the show. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. <laughs> Fucking weird um, country. I love you. Um, are you counting the moose? Um, of course. So here, my goal with Canada ultimately is I do think Canadian geese should run the country. It's a great idea. They they just have, you know, they're vicious. They're protective. I trust them. I think they know what they're doing. They know how to, they know how to protect their land. All right, guys, let's watch some videos about Gary V. Um, also, no Canadian will stand toe to toe with a Canadian goose. Gary, what I like, Gary V posts a lot. He's he's on it. That's his whole thing. Is about posting tons of content. Don't do caffeine, as Captain says. <laughs> I don't touch caffeine. <laughs> Just... All right. If you um, feel like you're running out of time, watch this. Let's see. It has one of his little NFT characters in it. So let's see what he has to say. Slow and steady wins the race. You're only competing with yourself. Nobody else defines you. Not me, not everybody watching, not your mom, not the fucking Kardashians, you. You can grind and be patient for 10 years every day and still be nine years younger than me and I would trade places with you. That's how amazing having time on your side is. Time's everything. So use it. I will. Good. Was that, um, what was that int song to? That was that an intro song to Westworld, or am I blanking on it right now? I, I, I recognize. Oh, I no, didn't no. really hear what it was. Yeah, I, I I recognize that intro song, and I'm totally blanking on what it was from. Um, but so what he just did right there was he's just posting his TikToks on here, and one of his strategies is working. Um, is is to work more efficiently is is reusing content and specifically using long form content to create short form content, which is something that did revel. I mean, our podcast subscribes to that. We have our pod, we upload our podcast visually. We upload our podcast uh, um, on in an audio only format. We cut clips from this podcast and post it on Instagram, on Reddit, on, uh, on TikTok. Uh, so we do use that. We don't create unique content for each platform. We use our long form content to create unique content for each platform. And that's something that we learned directly from Gary Vee. Yeah, I remember when I first started following his advice a couple of years ago, that's I would think about like for, you know, my own business and for my own channel and growing things, how can I use this idea? And I think his what he would say was like, out of every big piece of content, try to create 20 pieces of content. Because yeah, that's what Pat Murray posted. Yeah, 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 exactly. One piece of content into 20 pieces. Yeah, because you shouldn't be trying to and I like this idea that like, we can all get very overwhelmed by the idea of social media, that there's so much to there's so much to cover. And there's so many different platforms. And we all want to be able to try to do all of them. And it's like, well, you can just kind of reformat stuff you've already created. If you have the if the information you're giving and the stuff that you're doing for it is good, you can just kind of reformat it for each one. So it's like, 
what RK does is after we, you know, finish these podcasts, he, he goes and finds some clips of them and puts them as like YouTube shorts, which is a new thing that just started. Yeah, it's still um, on its beta. I don't know if Canada has it because y'all don't even have Kindle Vela. <laughs> um, and then, but then he also posts those to our TikTok. So it's like, okay, we have this podcast. The TikTok is just going to be clips from the podcast. That's what I do with my personal TikTok too. I mean, sometimes I make individual TikToks for fun, but tic- my TikTok is primarily um, clips from my YouTube channel or like things I'm filming on my phone that are going to go in a YouTube video, but I'll put them as a shortened version on TikTok first. It's the whole thing with like being efficient about how much st- like, putting out a lot of things constantly. And I think there is something to be said for that. I mean, we do this show every single day. My YouTube channel does two videos a week and a live stream. I think there's definitely something to be said for having a, a lot of stuff that you're putting out constantly that gets people invested. Well, it's, yeah, it's one of those things where the more you're putting out there, the more likely you are to connect on something. What I do think we're doing differently than I've done in the past is, I say this all the time. We're, we're definitely focusing on um, on the culture first, and not the attention. Um, we say this frequently because we truly mean it. It, it. it is all about who is currently here and not who is not here. Uh, the subscribe. I, I know I said this once before, but the subscribers we have are a million times more important than the subscribers we don't. And I think that it's our job to make sure they know that. Yeah. So, and also what we just did there was we watched Gary Vee's TikTok and we just talked for a long time about the concept of what he did, which is use putting a TikTok on YouTube instead of talking about the material in it, because I don't really give a fuck about what he said in it. And I, I feel bad, but what he said was just pretty vague. It was just like, time is everything. We've got time. You've got time. NFTs need time. There's one right there. Um... Um, and I definitely watched Queen of State, not Queen, King of Staten Island yesterday with Aaron for our movie night. And uh, uh, I really appreciate how uh, the same thing came up of, you know, it, you're wasting time. And his response was, that's why I smoke weed to make time slow down. <laughs> um, Bet Marie says, I think it works if you're calling in more audience members from each platform, but if it's the same core audience, recycled content could be boring. Discuss. That's an interesting discussion. Let's discuss. I think that's a perfect discussion topic. So I would agree with that on Reddit. Uh, I would disagree with that on TikTok for the reason that you just brought up. TikTok is a driving force to get new audience members because it's not the clips that trend. It's the sound from what I've gathered. But on Reddit, you're absolutely right. But I think Reddit is also what we're trying to do is turning it into more of everyone else posting not just us yeah for reddit definitely we want reddit to be a place where people can have discussions we want to have we want to start doing more discussion threads on reddit i really liked this past um week when we had we had a pretty long discussion thread going about how people feel about nfts and things like that and i thought that was good maybe i'll post another discussion topic today let's i'll post a topic now about how people feel about recycled content because this is an interesting topic and things like that um and if I you agree. say you hate I... it, you hate the planet. <laughs> yeah. So I think what that. you're saying about TikTok is true, though, that TikTok has, it, it reaches an, a different audience. So it potentially could notify people that this exists and it could be something that they're interested in because they might have found it through searching for a certain sound that we have in the background or for searching for a certain hashtag or something like that. 
Um, but I do, I could see how somebody who maybe watches our show every morning would see us on TikTok and be like, oh, I already saw this. I could see that. But also I could see how somebody maybe who wasn't able to come to the stream while it was live might see the TikTok and be like, oh, that was that's that was funny right there. Maybe I need to go watch the live stream replay or something. So yeah. I think there's multiple things involved there. But we also don't push our, like base, most of the people that follow us on TikTok either found us on TikTok or like just follow us on every platform and they knew that we were on TikTok. So they, we, we don't do TikTok call to actions. Because we know that it's, it's, it, it, it's, TikTok is the only platform we use that's pretty much sole purpose is to get new uh, people on. Everything else is to cater to the community that already exists. Um, there's a, a few interesting, I, I love you guys bringing up some interesting discussions here. Kat Benson says, I'd love to have a conversation about consuming content. I feel like I consume so much because I want to support so many creators, but it leaves less time for my content creation. I definitely get that. For me, I also have the opposite problem where I've gotten in this zone of making so many videos and being on this stream and being on other streams and making videos all the time and being full of video topics that I'm constantly making things. And then I feel like I get behind on watching other people's things. And it's hard because I'm like, I, I love the community aspect of being on social media. I love, you know, I love the book community, even though it can be awful sometimes. I love the author community. I love the anti-MLM community and those communities. And I love getting to meet other people and work with them and collaborate with them. And then I feel really guilty because I start to get so into making so many videos that I run out of time to watch. Or I watch most other people's videos, but then I run out of time to watch everyone else's videos that I want to and leave supportive comments and all of that. And I, I don't want to do, I don't want to run out of time for that. Also because I'm a believer that it's important to watch things in the genre of what you produce. And that's why I stopped producing like stereotypical booktube content because I realized I just wasn't watching it for fun. I was watching a lot more business guru takedown videos. I was watching a lot more commentary videos and things like that. And so it's like, I, I believe in like watching a lot of what you want to put out there so that you understand what's going on with other creators around you. Uh, I had a lot to say on this. RK, what are your thoughts on this topic? My thoughts on this topic are we completely ignored OK Weird's awesome comment of geese are jerks as are jellyfish who impregnate people with their butt babies, which I mean, is always is, a welcome conversation. That's a welcome conversation. <laughs> I love OK Weird always coming in with the, the weirdness and making us go, OK, weird. Okay, weird. So yeah, so okay, weird is Carl from uh, Jimmy Neutron. If y'all didn't know, so she has a special connection. They have a special exactly. connection with um with flying jellyfish that impregnate butt babies. Um, that being said, what was the previous question? Oh, it was <laughs> what Kat Benson was talking about, where she sometimes feels like, you know, content creation versus consumption. It, like one can take over the other in terms of how you don't feel that you have enough time necessarily for, we had the opposite problem kind of where she loves consuming so much of other people's videos and stuff that she doesn't always feel like she has enough time then to make them. And I feel the opposite way that I get too involved in making them and I feel like I don't have enough time to watch them, but it's important to have that balance. So that's kind of what we were talking about. Um, I mean, I guess it's important to remember you don't owe anyone of you. Um, that's true. Yeah. So if you, if you want to watch it, you should. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to support them, you can. And you, you don't have to watch their videos when they're new either. You can come back to them. Um, I know it helps if you watch it immediately, but I don't know. You just got to 
I, I hate repeating the same things I say all the time, but uh, honesty with intentions clears everything up. Um, Definitely. If, if your if your top priorities are growing a piece of content that or growing a platform that you're trying to make for yourself, then that needs to remain your top priority. And supporting people should stay should stay up there. It should be important to you. But um, you. <laughs> It, sh it shouldn't consume you uh, and you shouldn't let that guilt you because uh, then you could also end up just like really hating the people that are stealing time from you in the long run. So, so I, th I think it's important that you just focus on, on yourself first. Um, I've been feeling incredibly free lately because I've been writing a lot less. Uh, I used to always, I used to have writing as my top priority and um, now it's like my last priority and I feel fantastic for it. I still write with Savvy. I still write with AG. I still have a book with an editor, but I'm just not, I'm not aiming for that cherished four books a year that indie authors all cling to. I'm just, I'm going to be very happy with one or two. I mean, at the end of when this year comes to a close, I might've only put out two books this year. I mean, I've got nineties kids coming out next month and then we've got cancel Sean Boston coming out in August. I'm going to try to get my romances done for the end of the year, but if I don't finish them, uh, then maybe I'll put them out next year. I'm, I'm not here for the hyper hustle culture kind of thing. Cause I've got so many balls in the air that I'm working with right now. And I want to make sure that it's all good. There's um, no reason to hyper hustle if there's weed. <laughs> Keelan says, you don't have to watch every video someone puts out to be a fan. I used to try so hard to watch every video of channels I supported, but it takes so much time. I completely agree. I'm subscribed to like a, a thousand channels or so. There's no way I can watch all of the videos from them. Um, and I definitely, I have a really big um, watch later playlist. I save a lot of things to the watch later playlist. And then when I'm doing like the boring parts of video editing, you know, like adjusting the audio, color correcting the thing, the, the frames, when I'm doing the boring parts that are not like, uh, where I need to be listening and figuring out, like thinking hard about the effects that I'm doing, then I'll just play other people's videos on my second monitor. And I'll be like watching their video and like, oh, okay, here's a break in the audio. Here's where I say nothing. Let's cut that out. But I'm also listening to their video. So I'll do a lot of multitasking like that or listen to people's videos while I'm, you know, making dinner, something like that. I think Ashley has a good idea of uh, like the videos from my favorite creators, but don't necessarily watch every second of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... Y'all, you, you owe more to yourself than you do to the con. I mean, I'm not trying to say like be selfish, but certainly be selfish with like your fun time because it's your fun time. <laughs> so um, let's watch what Gary has to say about advice for YouTube because we're on YouTube. We're YouTubers over here. What is Gary's advice for us? Uh, stop caring about 13. subscribers. Guarantee. Okay. That's probably what it's going to be. Yeah. Guarantee. Oh, this is a dude. This is like a little little mini Gary V over here. There's a 13 year old with a beanie who's at the Gary V conference, dude. This kid's awesome. Good for him. I just huh. turned 13, doing YouTube for about two years. Yeah. I'm at 142. What's one tip you have for kids my age? What do you want to happen, CJ? Just to inspire people. If you want to inspire people, if that's really what you're about, then you don't need to do anything but continue to put out the content that you think will do that. Whether they're 13 or 81, so many people get into the rat race of how many followers they have. Yeah, oh dude, like, you called it. That's just not the game that you want to play. You can't let your self-esteem or self-worth be wrapped up into metrics on YouTube because it's one tiny proxy in the reality of what you're up to. What's the name of your channel, CJ? CJ Bowling. Spell it. 
C-J-B-O-L-I-N-G. Slower, because you want them to actually fucking follow you? <laughs> C-J. B-O-L-I-N-G. B-O-L-I-N-G. It would really mean a whole lot to me if I've given you one inch of value ever in my life for you to follow this kid. Let's let's see how many. Okay, wait, I am actually curious how many followers. Kid has 256,000. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to us. Gary V shouted him out, and now this kid has all these subscribers, dude. Oh my god, what he has a well, yeah, he has a video now called What's Up Vayner Nation. But that's Gary And then v. six months ago he did a video called Quitting YouTube. Good for Gary V. He saved this kid's uh... did this kid quit YouTube. Is that what happened? Oh, he turned off the comments, so now I have would have to watch the whole video to know if he quit YouTube or not. Oh, um, well, I will say, 16th birthday vlog. I mean, here's the other thing, too. He, he, he has 206,000 subs. I'm looking at his videos. He has, like, he has some videos that are under 1,000 uh, views. So I think a lot of people subscribed, but uh, without really, you know, knowing what... Uh, the videos were about they just subscribed because they're like oh gary v shouted him out so he must be awesome and this is why i uh i agree that you should not care about followers whatsoever um the only metric that really matters is engagement because that's what you you want you want to have an audience that's actively engaged you want to have people that want to actively come here and um engage with you uh, i'd infinitely rather have a hundred subscribers and all 100 people show up then uh 10,000 subscribers with uh what would that be a thousand people showing up too if it was just 10 percent or 100 or 500 people like I'd, I'd rather have a small amount with a high percentage showing up than a large amount with more people but a very small percentage showing up that was why i left my reaction channel i would have videos that did very well i'd have videos that did horribly uh no one was showing up to engage people were showing up to listen to their favorite artist which is fine yeah. And I can see why reaction channels bring people joy. It didn't bring me joy, so I stopped. Um, but I will say, if anyone here only cares about numbers, if anyone here only cares about subscribers, make a reaction channel. It's 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 you're so fucking easy. You gotta you gotta release a shit ton of videos, but it's so fucking easy because people are actively searching for the things that you're reacting to, and then you show up on the recommended all the time. Yeah. Okay. Weird brings up. I I hope the kids are right. That could seem very demanding. Yeah, I, I hope it, hope it didn't uh, put too much pressure on him. Definitely. Oh and yeah, I, he was only thirteen. Imagine being thirteen and going from one forty two to like a hundred thousand. Right. I remember when I had a hundred and something subscribers, and I was like twenty five at the time, and I was like, I was like, yeah, this is this is good. My channel's growing at a nice and steady pace. If I had had that many, I don't even have that many subscribers now. So if I had, by the next day, like, had that huge influx, I would have been like, whoa, 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 what? And I would, I was an adult. So I cannot imagine how, maybe that must have been really stressful for him. But I oh, agree with Ashley Marie that right. I, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I, no, no, you finished your Marie. I was just, oh, Ashley was right about her comment. I was going to say that I agree with Marie about how people talking to kids like equals. I, I think that I like that that's what, you know, he talked to him the same way he'd talk to an adult. I appreciate that. I, I, I agree. Um, yeah, so it looks like he made a new channel. 
he doesn't upload to it regularly either, so he might just be over YouTube. I do feel like maybe he did get a lot of pressure, but his pinned video on his new channel is don't subscribe. Do not subscribe to my channel. Thanks. So I'm assuming with Gary V, he got a shit ton of subscribers who didn't watch him. Yeah, and that probably like ruined the engagement rates and like things like that. So well, I think Gary V's heart was in the right place, but it didn't work out. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, it, it's really difficult for me to say that he was in the wrong for giving a kid a shout out. No, it's it just, was great of him to do that. Uh, it's it's just, um, you know, this goes back to why. So, honestly, if you want to help, if, if you want to help someone on YouTube, unsubscribe, unsubscribe from them if you're not watching their content. Definitely. Because that then that's going to help their engagement rating. Like again, it just goes back to honesty of intentions, and that includes honesty of consumption intentions. If you're if you subscribe to someone to support them, but not to watch them, you're actually hurting them. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. It's definitely true, um, especially yeah, if you just don't watch or if you, yeah, I completely agree. Well, we saw that uh, last year during uh, what was it D during the protests? Uh, it was. It, was last year George Floyd or yeah. during the large protests. We saw that last year on booktube, a lot of black creators were getting a huge influx of subscribers because people wanted to prove that they uh, supported the black community. So they just subscribed to black creators, but then they didn't, they watched their content at the same rate. So it yeah. ended up actually hurting the channels because they had a much larger subscriber base, but they got the same views as before. That's why the whole push for, like, subscribe to X, subscribe to whatever is not usually, like, it usually has the good intention of being, like, oh, we want people to subscribe to this, but really it means we want you to watch this, we want you to engage with this, we want you to be aware of these people's ideas and, um, and listening to them. But when you just say subscribe to whatever, if those people get the subscribers, then... And they don't get the same views. If you're not actually making the effort to watch more of their videos, then it hurts their channel's engagement. So it's actually not a good thing. Yeah. Especially when you're small. Like when you're yeah. small, you should be getting like a hundred percent engagement. Yeah. Um, and when I say small, I mean like five subscribers. Like I, I mean minuscule. Um, yeah. Because that's because once. I'm not sure if this is true anymore, but from what I used to read, it basically said that uh, the, the way that some algorithms work is it measures your content based on how much your subscribers like it. And if you get that high engagement percentage from your subscribers, they'll start pushing it out to other people who like similar content. So if you have a lot of followers or subscribers, um, but only a small percentage are watching, it's you're not going to get pushed out as much. Whereas if you have a small number of subscribers, but all of them are watching it, you will get pushed out. And that's why on this channel, we're not um, doing a huge push to like, oh, let's try to gain subscribers. Let's try to uh, promote this uh, in a million ways. Like we're trying to have people who are already here watch and then, of course, grow the people who are here. Like try ugh, try to appeal to more people. But we we like that this channel has a high engagement rate. Yeah, it was built. I mean, this was the first time I made a channel that had a mission. Um which we bring up somewhat regularly, but I fucking love it. And I, that's that it's, it's very important that we stick to it. Uh, we, we want this to be, I, I say it all the time because I want to Amanda fest it, but we want this to be a true community. We do. And okay. This yeah. So as Patricia says, there's only so much one can consume though. If I don't subscribe, I won't find them again. Yeah. If it's someone that you want to find again, subscribe to them. I'm talking about when people subscribe to people performatively, like what RK was mentioning, like when a lot of people on Twitter in the book community were like, subscribe to black booktubers, subscribe to black booktubers. It's like, yeah, I completely agree. You should. 
but only if you're actually planning to watch their videos or you're subscribing because you want to see more of their videos. If you're just subscribing so that book Twitter won't think that you're racist, then that's a stupid reason to subscribe. You should subscribe to legitimately listen to people and what they have to say. Um, but if, yeah, Patricia, I think what you're saying is completely valid. If you watch a video by someone and you want to see something that they post later, um, then subscribe to them. You don't have to watch every single one of their videos, but if you, yeah, I think that's totally valid. Yeah. If, if you've grown your audience or if you've grown your subscriber numbers, but you're still not getting the engagement, then the focus was in the wrong place. Uh, this was my whole subscribe to PewDiePie meme. Yeah. Well, I will say PewDiePie is so big. It didn't really matter. Like yeah, his, at, <laughs> at PewDiePie's yeah. level, he can do whatever he wants. So. Yeah, you you could you could throw a million bot followers at PewDiePie that will not never watch a single one of his videos, and he'll still be just fine. Rivy says forty four more subscribers till a thousand. We are so close, guys. We are at nine hundred and fifty six. I am excited to hit that a thousand subscriber milestone. Help us skim the fat. To, we want to be able to monetize, so that's one reason. Let's hit a thousand, and then let's like quickly chop off everyone that doesn't watch our videos so that we can hit a thousand again. Because what's better than hitting a thousand once? Hitting a thousand twice. Hitting a thousand twice. Um, you just gotta do it. But yeah, so do it. I'm off work today and leisurely getting ready for my day. Fun to listen at the same time. Keeps me company in the AM. We're happy, Kim. Yeah, Amy is book Twitter seems to not understand YouTube. Their push and focus on subs is unhealthy to creation. Book Twitter in general is unhealthy. Yeah. Book Twitter is what it is. Yeah. It exists. It, it, exists. It, it, it doesn't even matter. I don't even like necessarily. I, I wanted to use it as one example, but I don't know. doesn't spark joy. According to Google, LOL, that I just looked up and the answer is from Cora. So like grain of salt, a good view to sub ratio is H12%. So if you have 10,000 subs, H1200 views per vid. I mean, I trust it. That, sound, that sounds good. That makes sense to me. Um, when I was talking to Savvy over the summer, when I was focusing on my reaction channel, I like the, um, I subscribe to the 1% rule. Mm -hmm. which was at any point I felt confident that my audience, this was a reaction audience. So that's why maybe the percentage was so low, but I felt comfortable at any point that I could get 1% of that audience um, in invested in a passion project of mine. So I'm currently at 10,000 subs on that channel. I'm not actively uploading, but if I wanted to do something, I could get a hundred people interested. I think, let me double check. A thousand would be 10%, a hundred would be, yep. Okay, a hundred people. <laughs> Sorry for doing that real quick. But with this channel, that number is a lot higher. That number probably is in that 10% range. Yeah, absolutely. Um, great. Yeah, but so, Patricia, you have such an awesome piece of content to create. So we're all just looking forward to your puppets. Yeah, dude, I Patricia, I love your puppets. They're so great. Oh, we need to try the Miracle Morning. I've been I've been told, I've had a few people talk to us about doing the Miracle Morning for a week. So I think that will be one we do in the future. So next week we're going to do Dave Ramsey. Maybe the week after that we can try the Miracle Morning. Hal Elrod. That's right. I've had a few people recommend Hal Elrod and the Miracle Morning to us. So this week we're doing one more week of Gary Vee. Next week we'll do Dave Ramsey. And then maybe the week after that we can try the Miracle Morning. Because that might be... Are you ready to wake up to your full potential? Ooh, interesting. Never. 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 Dude, the best thing about potential is I can promise myself I'll be successful in the future. But there, uh, So this is the thing where, okay, there's books we can read and we can do reading and book reviews on this. Okay, yeah. I think we should do the Miracle Morning then. after Next week will be Dave Ramsey week because that's what the poll voted. And then after that, we can do Miracle Morning week. That I think we should good. do Miracle Workers. Sounds good. Sounds Which good. Which is a show on HBO Max where Steve Buscemi is God. 
Dude, I love Steve Buscemi. This I know you Steve love Steve Buscemi. Buscemi. Stream. <laughs> I watched a lot of Steve Buscemi yesterday because he's in King of Staten Island, that Pete Davidson uh-huh. movie, and then he's God in Miracle Workers. So I, love I it. you you were probably, when I see Steve Buscemi, I see savvy. I love it. I love it. I look like Steve Buscemi. What does Gary Vee mostly teaches marketing? Yeah. Um, marketing and hustle, and now crypto. But I don't think he's teaching it. He's just selling it. Yeah, that's where our mixed feelings come in. But hopefully he will come on our show this week and uh, talk to us about it. So I will update you guys if he does reply to us. Um, Steve. Hopefully he will. Keelan loves Steve, but Keelan, are you in love with Steve Buscemi? Yeah, Keelan, do you do you are you sexually attracted to Steve Buscemi? That's the difference because a lot of us here are. RK is not, but a lot of us here are. Yeah, Amanda. Oh, Amanda. Yep. Uh, dude, Steve Buscemi and Spy Kids too. It, it, I just every once in a while, I'm still like, do you ever think that God stays up in heaven because he too lives in fear of what he's created here on earth? Like, dude, that was Steve Buscemi and Spy Kids too. You think that's like a philosopher quote or something? That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Diane says, I'm on leave and finally get a chance to join the stream. Love this podcast. Oh, thank you. We thank love you. you. Glad you're here. Glad you're here. Oh, dude. So we got off track to Steve Buscemi again. I, I like how how uh, Cher shares her um her crushes frequently. She said she said the Gary V was kind of hot. Yeah, Cher thinks Gary V's hot. She thinks Telly Savalas. I don't know who that is. Yo, Sabs, you have not done a Simpsons Sim stream in a while. I haven't, guys. I'm sorry. I need okay. Yeah, we need to do a Twitch stream this weekend. I'm sorry that I haven't done Twitch streams these past couple weekends to play The Sims and simp over Steve Buscemi and make our cancel Sean Boston characters. We'll we'll do it this weekend um, because I was just kind of exhausted. So I just kind of wanted to. You're not Saturday allowed to be exhausted. Week. I'm not allowed to be exhausted. I'm sorry. I just got to get this for the for the gram. I gotta get a good song going too. I I want to keep posting Gail Ga- uh, Gail Gallier, but I can I never remember her name. Like I know her, I know how to say her name. I never remember how to spell it, so I always fuck up. Oh, that reminds me. I need to send. I need to reply to Gail because we're we got to start working on our theme song for this show. Your mommy start working on the theme song for the show. So guys, um. Oh, I All didn't. Right. I never discussed the Fifty Shades movie marathon. I didn't finish Fifty Shades. I only watched the first two. I gotta watch the third one still. Gotta watch the third one still. RK is cute, but he's way too young for me to be attracted to. I mean, I think you're right in the sweet spot for what I'm attracted to. Yeah, RK loves milfs. Thank y'all for responding to the milf story. It made me feel seen. Um, <laughs> based um, on the direction that social media is bringing. Uh, men's uh, i don't know attention to, to young women on social media i think it's very important that we start this movement of, of remembering that that milfs will and forever be the gold standard of women rk no one wants you to feel seen no one wants to see no. you fucking milfs in the alley i don't i don't i don't want to be seen fucking milfs in the alley no, that, was, that was just a reference to the the lady who was commenting to me on youtube was like oh Gwen in the cyborg tinkerer made you feel seen. Well, no one wants to see you fucking dirty hose in the alley. Damn. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't want to see that. But I, I don't think anyone it. wants to see that. But it's like, dude, that's not what a character making me feel seen is about. I related, but yeah, yeah, Kitty, that's pretty, felt seen. Kitty, that's pretty much it. Savia, Steve Buscemi, and I'm Mills. I mean, y'all, y'all, oh, y'all I'm know so us much more than Steve Buscemi, guys. 
Oh, I'm attracted Melinda, to most people. Steve Melinda, Buscemi is just one of many. I'm, I'm happy that Melinda's husband calls her a MILF. I think that's a, such a great compliment. I'm not a mom important. and I'll be 56 in a month. I mean, you're right in that goal. I, I, I say 35 to 51, but I think I, I think 35 to like just anything in the 50s is just perfect. In last Friday's video, I wanted to see, I wanted to say something other than gay aunt from the 80s. So I said that I'm the internet's toxically masculine MILF. So that's Respect. what I am. From I mean, on. your mom wished you happy Mother's Day. My mom did wish me happy Mother's Day. And I said, mom, you're my mom. I say happy Mother's Day to you. You don't say it. She's like, yeah, but you're my grandson's mom. I'm like, your grandson is a dog. She's like, I know. He's I a know. cute dog. He's my grand dog. Although to be fair, too, we got my mom a t-shirt for Mother's Day that said world's best dog grandma. So. Yeah, she, I, I, I would agree with that. Rippy. I mean, I don't know if she's a cougar because I don't think she's like pursuing. I, I don't think she's on the prowl, but I think she has that potential. Oh, Amy, you're right in the middle of it. Like, 44 is perfect age. I should be the internet's bisexual, genderqueer Steve Buscemi. Sure. I'll be whatever the internet wants me to be. <laughs> Savvy. <laughs> Savvy is I'm so much more than Steve Buscemi. I am whatever the internet perceives my content as. You're, you're ditto. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's what Gary Vee says, guys. It's all about perspective, right? He says that so much. He says it's all about perspective. So if the internet perceives me as whatever, that's what I become because it's all about perspective. Well, I think that's like one of the thesis that we had when we started this channel of when it comes to the internet, perception is more powerful than reality. Definitely. Perception, yeah, on the internet. What do you guys think? Maybe we'll, maybe that'll be our Reddit discussion today. Or maybe we'll have multiple Reddit discussions today. Guys, I'm going to post a bunch of discussion threads on our subreddit. So don't forget, make sure you are following the Your Morning Guru subreddit right here. We have 104 members. That's so exciting. So these are, this is our subreddit. So make sure you guys are following because we're going to have some interesting discussions there this week. With that, um, I have my, I had a 9.30, but I'm getting a call at 9.23, so it's probably to go over the 9.30, so I have to go, but I love y'all. Right, I'm going to wrap up too, because I need to go walk Chewy, but thank you all for being here this morning. We will see you tomorrow. Have a great start to your week. Uh, actually, I'll see you all in an hour and a half because I have a new video premiering on my main channel, so I'll see y'all soon. Head over to our Reddit where we will continue the discussion there.